Thank you again for tuning in to the Nerds Who Live podcast. And today is a special day, uh, is a special episode. Today marks the one-year anniversary of the first episode and release and creation of the Nerds Who Live podcast. So exactly one year ago today, on June 19th, I did the first episode, which was the origins of of strength episode or to become your, your, your own, you know, your own origin, create your own origin story. Um, and originally I talked about like different programs that a person could get started getting into lifting. Um, and really I wanted to make a show that I wish I had as a resource of just direction for things, but also to ingratiate and learn about lifters and athletes who are farther along and deeper into the sport and the strength sports in general and then equalize them. I love traveling to gyms. That's what I do when I travel. I find gyms to go to, and I love lifting with different people, just meeting them. And then the conversations that would spark in the gym, whether about lifting, about life, or a combination thereof, were always the most exciting, profound, and entertaining and intriguing conversations that had an impact on me. And I wanted to basically recreate that phenomenon with the show. And that's what I sought out to do. And so most shows don't make it six months. So one year anniversary is pretty crazy. So this is the 50th episode, one year anniversary. And now we're going to bring in Miss Amber Dawn, who then became a co-host halfway through this year to really give it extra life and you know talk about it. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for what you've you know, done and being part of the show, and here's some more. All right, so let's get Miss Amber Dawn on, and let's get the show rolling on the Nerds Who Live podcast. Hi, friend. What's up, friend? <laughs> How are you? Good, good. I just kind of did a little, like, recorded a little intro for everybody before you you joined in uh, for. Our one-year anniversary show. Weird as that. I can't believe it's been a year. I know. I can't either. I uh, and it's funny. I mean, we almost missed it because I just happened to be like, it was about this time last year that it started, but I really didn't remember. And I just happened to look back, and yeah, it was June nineteenth was the first episode. That's great. I don't even remember the first episode that I listened to. I. It must have been, I want to say it was with Chris, Chris and Brianni, <laughs> but I, mean, I don't even recall. It. I mean, I guess I could attempt to scroll back through our Instagram feed and see if I find <laughs> the very first, you know, one, but I, I think so too. I think it was, I think it might've been about that time of, I don't know if you found it before, but yeah, it might've been that because I remember we talked about. When we, you know, I remember when you first like shared it. Yeah, it was. It was Chris and Brianni, and then you kind of happened to talk about how you 
you know, you wanted to eventually work with Chris, which you now yeah. do. <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And obviously, like, you know, you know, put it together. out into the universe and it happens. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. And I remember it being like, yeah, just ask him. <laughs> He'll say yes. And he did. Yeah, so. It's been pretty cool to watch the podcast grow as much as it has and the people that you've gotten to talk to you that I've gotten to be a part of as well it's very cool yeah it really I mean most shows don't make it six months let alone a year Uh, Uh, we don't quit right no no we really don't I'm stubborn as fuck (laughs) that makes two of us so people are in for it because we're not going anywhere (laughs) yeah I know right just might as well and you know and like you know and it is hard to I mean I know we've talked about it personally but it's hard to find a niche especially like you know in our sport you know it's like you have you know just other you know other podcasts and just in general the world is flooded with podcasts so it's hard to differentiate yourself and be interesting because I mean what is it's documented conversation you know Mm -hmm. like you're not doing anything entertaining other than just sharing information so it's kind of wild that people just like listening to other people talk <laughs> well you know i've said it before i don't remember what episode it might have been with joe at some maybe it was on joe's episode but we talked about like documenting conversation and that we live in you know, our society being so like quick give me give me instant response we don't have a lot of deep conversations, not for some people don't know how other people, Mm -hmm. they don't have the means or the time um, or they don't, you know, they don't know people. Like I moved around all my life. I never had really close friends. Um, So having close friends or people that I knew that I could have very deeper or just more complex conversations was very rare. And this is just how people connect now though, too, right? Like through the internet, you know, yeah. I've, I've met some of my closest friends now, like I've never met them in person, but I've met them through Instagram. It, honestly, yeah, me too. And some of my best friends I've met through, whether we live in the same town or not, like one of my best friends, Dan, who is the owner of Viking Performance Chalk, which is like that company and they, you know, they've mm-hmm. sponsored the show. But I've known him for even before he had that company and we met because he had a gym in San Diego and we, you know, through the internet and then I went to a seminar there and we became friends and, you know, it's like all of that for all of the bad that social media does. It's, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good, you know, it's how you use it and it's who you interact with, Mm -hmm. with anything. But yeah, some of the coolest people in the world that I've been lucky enough to interact with are connected through our mutual humor or interests or you know whatever because of that so yeah it's a very powerful tool these days like not not just for communication and interaction but for business it is you know and just the medium too because really i mean what is, podcasting is just an extension of radio mm-hmm. documented radio um and you know replay backable um in its own right so it's like you know, really the art form has been around since then and it's just evolved to fit the lifestyles and attention span of our current culture, really. But it's mm-hmm. kind of cool, 
you know. It's also kind of cool because when I actually, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be on radio. I'd record the radio shows and I even got to go on a radio show once as a kid because I won some like thing for like kids sports, a kid athlete of the month award in my town because um, I had won a karate competition in the area. And so I won that and I got to go in and give an interview in the local radio station. And um, so I got to like be in the recording booth and like get interviewed by the guy whose show I listened to all the time. And it was really cool. And I, I thought that was, it was super fun. And I was like maybe 12, 13 when I got to yes. do it. It was, it was like, it was a super cool experience. And I just remember like loving it and to this, you know, to this day, I still enjoy that medium. And so it's kind of cool to fall that I've fallen into having a show. That's really funny actually. Cause I remember growing up, I wanted to do the same thing. Yeah. I wanted to be on radio or I wanted to be on TV somehow. So yeah. like you guys have MTV down there. We have much music up here in Canada. And I always thought like being a, a VJ is what we called them was, would have yeah, been really cool. <laughs> you know, what, funny when I, I had a short, I short little stint that I lived in Idaho before I moved back down to California. My grandmother had a international like music video, like her, because she's Sicilian, so she liked to see, like, international uh, music and stuff. And one of the international channels was the Much Music, the Canadian channel. <laughs> God, when we said that, I was like, I know that. I use, I've seen that. Oh, I've Much seen. Music. Yeah, okay. like, so, like, she had, like, international, like, satellite package, and it had, like, a Much Music, the channel. But it also had a couple other ones. They had, like, an Italian one that she watched that. And then they had, you know, other ones. It was kind of cool. But yeah, I, do, I remember so it, that. It, it's really interesting how things have changed now, though. Like, it's it's very strange to me in a way that music videos are still kind of relevant. Like, people are still making music videos. Yeah. Because, just like, YouTube. that's what I watched, right? Like, that's what we watched on MTV and Much Music. And yep. that's not something that I even turn on anymore. Yeah. I mean, yeah, now it's on YouTube or it's on Instagram. Like, that's how you watch your music videos, you know, if, for the few bands that do that still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Again, it's like interesting what has survived, but then have just morphed to fit the landscape of our culture. Yeah, it's pretty, it, it's been pretty cool to be a part of. Mm -hmm. I agree. You know, I didn't even, actually, I didn't even remember that radio story until just now when we talked about it. I totally haven't thought about that in years. Um, so it's kind of cool. And I kind of said on the intro, um, you know, like, did I, ever tell, I think I've told you how I start, like, how I started the show. Yeah. Yeah, how I lost a bet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I lost a bet. Yeah. And, and so, here we are. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, so for those that don't know, like, I lost a bet to a friend. We were lifting. And he said something along the lines of like having like some sort of like podcast or show. And I don't know how, but I actually had said like, if I was going to do a show, it'd just be like nerds who lift because I'm so nerdy and I like lift. And he's like, that's a really good name. You should do that. I'm like, no way that that hasn't already been done. He's like, I don't think so. I'm like, no, like it's pretty cool. Like it's clever. Like I liked it. 
no way someone hasn't done it or hasn't been used. And he's like, well, you should check. And if it's not, then you should do it. And I was like, fine, bet. I'll go look tonight or, you know, when I get home and I'll see. So sure enough, I went back home and I looked and it, no, the closest thing was Nerds Who Drink. There's a podcast, <laughs> Nerds. Yeah, and I don't know if it's still even around, but yeah, they're just nerds who would pick a topic or a movie or some nerdy thing, and they would just drink as they talked about it and get progressively more drunk <laughs> through the show. And, and then I took a week to learn how to do it, and then I downloaded the program and then, you know, fucked with learning how to use the program, and then... You know, so probably within a 10-day span to release the first episode, you know, one year ago, you know, today. So. Wow. I just can't believe it's been a year. I mean, either. It feels like like longer. In general, just like, it's been a year. (laughs) Like, we've gone through so much in the last year already. Like, I, I just can't wrap my head around that, how... It's been that long already. I know. I mean, like 50 episodes. Like, that's a lot. So, like, reflecting on the last year, I guess, what are some of your favorite experiences so far? Um, um, Obviously, yeah, all the people that I've Mm -hmm. got to talk to and, like, connect with. And then that's been awesome. Um, Being recognized. I've been recognized twice, which is kind of cool. Um, I mean, the first time was from one of Scott's other lifters who happened to recognize me, but also did listen to the show. Mm-hmm. And I, we were at a meet. He's from the East Coast. His name's Aaron. And then I did get recognized completely at random when I was visiting my folks in Idaho by a guy at the gym I was at. And he was like, do you do that, uh, the pod, you know, you know, it's a powerlifting gym. And he's like, do you do that, you know, that uh, Nerds Who Lift podcast? He, like, caught me on my way out. His name was Paul. And he somehow recognized me. Like, I didn't have anything on. Like, I didn't have, like, my shirt on or anything. He just recognized me. And then I guess he, like, while we were in the gym and I, like, had posted, like, my bench or something, he was like, I'm also at that gym. And he ended up seeing me and, like, finding me at the gym. So That's cool. that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was fun. Um, but yeah, definitely the people um, becoming more inter- intertwined in the community because of it, because mm-hmm. people who have seen the show or heard it, you know, you know, if we, I do meet them and then become more ingratiated with them. Um, that's been fun. So like when I went to Vegas, I got to have dinner with Joe and Scott and Bama, you know, and hang out with them. Just little things like that to become like, a part of the community or relevant to it without, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a good lifter. Like I don't have any, you know, I haven't won anything significant. I haven't done anything significant or have a good total. Um, and I'm not like a good coach or, you know, anything like that. So I don't really have anything like that. I think like most other, most of the other shows do. You know, like you have Coach's Corner, which is Tony Montgomery and Jaffe, who are just, just really strong and smart coaches. And then you have Bama, which is Bama Show. And then you have, you know, Ritual, which is, you know, Riley and Tim. And that's actually, you know, Ritual has their whole their whole audience and mass. Mm-hmm. 
and um, then you have, you know, there's the girls who powerlift, right? Women who powerlift or that show. Yeah, and there's um, of course like Table Talks, the lead FTS, Dave Tate. That's yeah, like, Table Talks. So it's like you have, and those are like the main ones. And obviously there was the the, the broadcast that was around yeah. for a while. They don't haven't done anything in a while, but still like you had those and they were all just people who just were very, are have a lot of pull in the community. Yeah, in the community, and yeah. And then there was me, just like <laughs> just diddling around. You know, just kind of weirdo. Um, so it was kind of that's been my my you know, my favorite thing is the people and being a part of the community more so. Uh, yeah. For that. Yeah. That has to be. Yeah, that's what that's what I love about the community too, though. It, like it, it doesn't it doesn't matter if you have a big total if you're making. You know, let's just say big gains in the community. Just to be a part of the community any sort of way, like you're a positive influence on the community. Um, you're everybody's cheerleader. Yeah. And that means something. It, 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 so you're, like, your total doesn't matter. Just the yeah. fact that you're a good person, that's why people yeah. connect to you. Yeah, I mean, I, and I, yeah, I feel like anyone who you connect, you have a big heart and you work hard. Mm-hmm. And it's just that if it is people see you train hard and you put your all into it, you know, that's the infectious part. It's just yeah. people who really put themselves into it, whether so whether they get a lift or they don't, it's like, but did they put their, you know, their heart into it? And those are the ones you root for, are those people who they, just, they put their heart into it and they just like, yeah. they, they pull you in to them because they just have that magnetism of that, you know, of that passion. And so I think that's, yeah. So you're, you know, whether it's 200 pounds or 600 pounds, you know, if you're lifting with your all, that's what the community responds to. Yeah. Of course, so, like, don't get me wrong. It's pretty cool to have a nice total and to have yeah. somebody lifts under your belt. But like, I would rather be just a genuine person within the community and be respected because of that and, and my hard work and my consistency and drive and positive like influence again than what my total is. Because yeah. your total does not define who you are. Yeah. I mean, Ed, Ed Cohn has said it multiple times on various platforms, like, you know, people will remember how you treat them before mm-hmm. they remember your total. Absolutely. You know, and most people only like, most people, unless you're really like a nerd of the sport in terms of numbers, don't know all of Ed Cohn's numbers, totals, or records. They no, know they know lifts. how they made him. They they know how he made them feel. Exactly, Absolutely. they know like watching lifts. They could be like, oh, I saw that one lift that he did this, or the one lift where his like his knee caved in, or I saw that one deadlift he did. Like they know the lift, but they don't know the number. They just know watching Ed Cohn and yeah, the impact and how they felt watching it and what that yeah. did. And then if you ever met Ed, and I've only met him once in passing, he's like the nicest person mm-hmm. ever. Ever. He's so sweet. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he's, he's so nice. Yeah. And like a, a, in general, like in meeting the people that I've met, um, having been on um, this season, like last season, the impact that say like Joe left on me, um, even just like working with Jordan on uh, with Prescript, like they're just such good people and genuine people. Like that is what I remember. 
Like they're both incredibly smart human beings. They both have a big pull within the strength community, but like none of that matters if they're going to be assholes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's amazing. I remember even like the one episode that I did with Scott, Mm -hmm. you know, first episode, like the tagline of the episode was like, don't be a dick or don't be an asshole. And we're like, it was something like that. And it's just, it's really just that, you know, if you, if you care, again, you care, you bring heart and you're just not an asshole. The amount of like awesome things and experiences you can have in the community and the people you meet is a lot, you yeah. know, like, and that's what I liked about the sport and has kept me in it more than other sports that I've been a part of is that community. Like, I don't know many other sports who have a similar you know, no, it's, it's true. And, and, you know, there's always going to be shitty people everywhere you go yeah. in any sport in any community, but there's a lot more positive that comes out of the sport than there is negative when it comes to the people. Oh yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I've been told I have a lame podcast or, you know, <laughs> by that one guy. <laughs> that so, one guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one guy. Um, you know, but or, that's, just, that's, that's one person and that one person doesn't matter. Yeah. And it, always, it, it sucks to have that kind of, I guess, feedback or criticism. Um, I mean, we've all been bullied to some point and at yeah. the end of the day, it's like, it might just be one person. What matters is the people around you and the people that know you, that support you and love you. That one person, the way they talk about you, whatever negative shit they have to say, yeah. it can suck but it means nothing. Yeah. And, you know, and like, and again, back in like recalling back our personal conversations, you know, into like looking back on the years, uh, you know, how I've told you, you know, for those who don't you know, like, you know, it has been hard to find a niche in our, with the show. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I, t- I do, you know, I've taken people who have said no to coming on the show personally. Um, I have, you know, um, you know, I've like definitely like reflected and equated back when, you know, it's maybe not as well received um, as I see other shows, you know, other people's shows, you know, uh, are, or the support that they get. And sometimes I get, you know, I'll get my own type of like jealousy of wanting that kind of support, like, um, you know, or, you know, and I've taken it personally or thought that people don't either don't like me or don't take me seriously enough to give me that support. Like if they just, you know, just think that I'm a, I don't know, or what would you call like someone like someone who just like is trying to like pick up on other people's coattails because I'm not already someone in the sport. Right. I, you know, like, I don't know. Like, that's never been said to me, but that's how I, I will feel. That's how you take it. And yeah. you shouldn't. Because, I mean, I know it's hard to take things, to not take things personally, because I'm, I'm pretty sure I would feel the same way to an extent. But I just try to look at it as, like, there will always be other people out there um, that do want to be in your life or do want to just simply be on the podcast. And yeah. those other people you know oh well it sucks I'd love to get to talk to some people but if they wish to not be a part of that then that's that's on them 
Yeah, you know, it is, and, it, and that's always with anything. You know, it's, it it's easy to take things personally, and it's harder to disassociate rejection, you know, from yourself. Yep. Um, and that's also just like a normal human behavior. Yeah. If you yeah, receive yeah. any sort of rejection, you feel like it's your doing. Um, yeah. You're, you're the reason for the rejection. You know, even like going through a breakup, it's, it's like, oh, wow, what did I do wrong? Yeah. When really, maybe none of it was any of your fault. Yeah. You know, or even if it like, yeah, or even if it was like, quote unquote, your fault or things that you did, it doesn't mean what you did was wrong. It just the response or the reaction by that other person yeah. it was wrong for them doesn't make what you did wrong it just they took it it wasn't it didn't jive with them exactly um, and like well what can you do like you tried and what you did not exactly was wrong but it was wrong for that person mm -hmm. um, and that's just like you know it's confusing and it's not as like black and white and um you know, like I, I even said in the intro and I said a long time ago before, like I made the show. Like once I decided to make it, I was like, okay, I'd like to create a resource um, for like what I wish I had when I started. And I also wanted to, you know, in the same way when you meet really high level lifters in the gym and you just kind of spark a conversation with them, whether it's about lifting or it's about life, or a combination thereof, it really humanizes them. And so mm -hmm. like this fucking monstrous person like Joe Sullivan is a great, really a perfect example of that. You know, just a monster of a lifter who's been doing it for so long, but then you talk to him and you just geek out about movies or books or just about some sort of just humanitarian, empathetic, you know, idea you guys become friends mm -hmm. and it kind of makes at least for me it makes the idea of going far in the sport or getting to that level almost like more attainable it's not as far-fetched because the person who did do it is not that much different than me like we're friends or we became you know you know like a good acquaintance even you know morphing into a friend and that kind of humanization i guess just makes the goal seem more tangible i can completely agree with that because i mean i remember my conversation with chris um before he started coaching me and i just felt well who am i i am like the shitty lifter from canada i have no my total isn't great i have no records i'm not impressive why would chris at his level and his level of athletes want to coach me but he's just a regular guy he's 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 a great coach same with joe same with scott uh, same with Paul yeah. and it, it just it getting to communicate with these people it just really makes you realize that they are just humans just like you and there's no need to be intimidated by them or think that they're better than you because they're just like you in a many in many ways yeah they just were able to yeah maybe get to where you want to go but again it I think that just makes it more tangible like, yeah you know, like, okay, cool. So I literally just, just work hard, you know, work hard, do, you know, X, Y, and Z, like do the steps. I can also get there because that person is not this extraterrestrial being. They're human. 
Um, I don't know, right. and I've always thought that that was powerful, and I liked the idea of uh, the show doing that, kind of bringing the nerdy side out of these high-level lifters so you can then relate to them. Yeah, I mean, that's why I was pulled to the show, more or less, because you're just, you and I are just regular people, so I saw you, you're just a regular person like myself, yeah. getting to communicate with these elite level athletes whom I look up to, whom you also look up to. And it was like, okay, I can relate to this. Yeah. And it's just, you know, maybe a little bit more informal. And I know the show has had like a hard time in terms of the, I know I'm not tech savvy. So having good audio quality was always a challenge in the beginning. Some shows were okay. Some were not, which was always a bummer, especially if it was a good guest and the audio didn't come mm -hmm. out great. That was always just like, kicking the knackers um you know then eventually like obviously kind of got that figured out with you and like you know learning how to you know record better um and then yeah finding a niche with things or yeah just you know just the, you know different things like that like it's it's a process it's hard and it's a learning experience you're not going to be great at something right off the bat yeah you know and i think we've talked about Oh, we did. We did talk. I told you how, like, in the beginning, I kind of was almost kind of lucky because I had the novelty of the new podcast mm -hmm. kind of working for me. And I was able to get a lot of, like, listen, you know, listeners, chip, listening chip, listenership. I don't know the term. A lot of listeners off of that. Um, but of course, they would then rotate, kind of drop off. And I was like, fuck, like, what do I do? You know, like, how do I, you know, how do I fix that? Because um, like, I know like, so like our, like our, this is like an example, like our, my very first episode from a year ago has 603 plays as of right now. I'm looking at it uh, one year ago. And then, um, so then I have though that one. And then the other ones are all about actually like the 300s. Uh, Bama's of course is in the 500s, first one. Then I have um, almost 500 with um, Alex Uslar, or Uslar, Uslar, Alex mm -hmm. Uslar of Hybrid Performance. He was like a really, you know, people knew him a lot and he shared it. Um, and then my biggest one still to this day is Sean Noriega. We have 1,491 plays on his episode. It's also the longest right. There's going to be normal ebbs and flows, right? Yeah. Like this is the, well, one year. You made it an entire year without dropping off. And yeah, the last season was in a super weird time. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really was. <laughs> as, much, as much free time as people had on their hands, I, I still think, you know, there was other priorities and other focuses. And, and it does take dedication to, to listen to a podcast, to, to sit down and actually absorb everything. And yeah. I think the last few months, people have just not been in that headspace. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, and, I mean really, things are still weird. They're, just, they're getting a little better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're definitely still weird. And yeah, you're right. I think people have, it's, they've been overwhelmed. Um, people have been. I just think their focus has been elsewhere. 
yeah, quite yeah. honest. Mentally exhausted. Yep. I mean, right, and like, understandably so. We all have been, and even I have been. And I said to you, how I, even last season, like, I was happy to be back, but I definitely felt very, like, uh, creatively stunted. Yeah. So and I felt bad because I felt almost lazy because I should have been doing more, but I didn't know what to do. And so I just was like, okay, I'll just, we'll just write, I'll just write it out and just try to enjoy, you know, enjoy what we you know, the new direction of the show, which I did and I do. And so it's like, it's fun to now through that feel better about things now want to get more momentum going. So, and, 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 you know, make it another year and hopefully really, really go far in that next year. Oh, we'll make it another year. I know we will. Oh yeah. You know, and, you know, and that always just comes with evolution, you know, and again, necessity, you know, um, necessity breeds ingenuity. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know we've got we've got some cool things coming up this this upcoming season so we got that to look forward to and then we just pick up from there and yep keep growing yeah exactly and you know and hopefully maybe we can even come up with well, hopefully find come up with something or maybe some other thing that no one else has done yet you know in our you know little niche genre of the podcasting world for powerlifting and strength sports um, need to get an Olympic lifter on. Haven't had that yet, really. Like I've had the one person who I've had who has done Olympic lifting, other than you, is uh, Chad Delaney, who's one of Bama's coaches, and he was an ollie lifter before powerlifting, but like he got much again deeper into powerlifting. So I would think it would be cool maybe to try to get a current like active you know, ollie lifter. Olympic weightlifter. Yeah. just There's a just, few that I know. Yeah, just to like, I don't know, hear from them. Because they're, they're, they're a strength sport. They are, you know, they're the yep. sister strength sport. So it would be cool to just kind of, you know, talk to not a powerlifter who's done ollie lifting or a powerlifter who wants to get into ollie lifting or does it for fun, but an actual competitive ollie lifter. Um, I I definitely have a few in mind. Um, there was a point where I actually went down to California and I trained on a juggernaut when it was, uh, they had that gym down there and I worked with Courtney. Oh goodness. I cannot remember her last name. She's coming to mind though. I, I would not hesitate to reach out to her. She's no longer competing, but she's a coach and she's, she's got quite a big resume under her belt. What's her last, do you remember her last name? I think I might. Trying to remember if I know who you're talking about. Oh my goodness! Why am I blanking here? She blonde, like she's a like yes, a, and yeah, she she's like, like a 52 kilo lifter. Yeah, and she's um she's in Colorado now. Yes, she uh, she's she's with Colin, Colin Burns. Yeah, that's her. Well, yeah, and uh, they have a pig. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I follow her too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I, I don't know why I can't remember her last name, but yeah, um, I, I know exactly who you're talking about too. And she's really very funny. interesting to talk to. Yeah, she's really funny. Like I, I think you think she's like she's a really um, God. I can't. I like I literally do see her on Instagram. Well, I have a lot, and I literally can't remember. But yeah, I know who she is. She's 
yeah, she trained, she was, she coached Kristen Pope for a while. Yeah. Who's a lot of lifter. And that's how I found her. And she's a very like, um, I don't know, whenever I see videos of her coaching people, she's always yelling and she's like, a very colorful coach. Yeah. She's, yeah. <laughs> Let's she put is. it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She is. But she's a very good lifter. And she's always, yes. it's kind of funny because she's always subbing as someone who's kind of like, I've done this for a long time and I kind of almost hate it, but I can't stop. Yeah. Like, she, I would definitely love to talk to her because that, like, she was, she coached me, myself and my ex boyfriend when we went down there and it was a hell of a day. Um, a very good coach. She's funny as hell. Just very, very honest, which I very much appreciated. Um, and it was a really cool experience. It would be actually kind of cool to catch up with her. So that that could be something I could try and reach out to her and see if she'd be willing to do something. She's been kind of under the radar for a while. Yeah, she has. I remember like she didn't compete for a while, then she started competing again, and she tried. She like she got into a really big competition. Um, where she placed second, I think she did was the last thing she did, and yeah, she's just been kind of quiet since then. Because I remember watching her decide to compete again, watching her go do that, and like seeing that. So it's actually yeah, it's funny that you mentioned her because I knew exactly who you were talking about. But she's a great lifter. Yeah. Like technically speaking, she's like one of the best um, ollie lifters to watch because she's so. She's so technically proficient. Like her, yeah. it's just. Her lifts are pretty. Yeah. And so pretty. snappy. Yeah, they're really snappy. And then she's always so just like, eh. <laughs> eh. Yeah. Um, and then I think her coach is, her coach's name is Amy. Yes, I believe so. Um, Amy, Amy, is her like, is her instant name, Amy Two Cents. Yeah. And she coaches a few other like really good ollie lifters too. Yeah, I, I'll see what I can do there. I think that would be an interesting conversation for sure. Yeah, that really would be. I think it would be cool, especially since, like, and then, yeah, like I said, I, I know exactly who it is. I've followed her for now uh, maybe at least a couple of years, mm-hmm. you know, and, and whatnot. So, yeah, that would be really cool. I think that would be great. And then, you know, I'd like to get on some strong men or strong women. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had Sarah Furman on. Yeah once but yeah it would definitely be cool to get more you know definitely a strong man someone who actually does strong man um because they're always fun obviously and the sport is like it's really really blowing up yeah they're having a nice little momentum push for sure you know i think people who you know powerlifting had its push and then um, you know, yeah, probably had its push, and I think you know that off of that, people got introduced to strongman, and strongman being the different lifts and the more variation that it has, mm-hmm. definitely has intrigued people. It's kind of following um, on the coattails of CrossFit and the CrossFit Games. Well, now that, and now that CrossFit has fucking shot themselves in the head, you need someone <laughs> to take that place. And hopefully, I would yeah. love, actually, I would really love Strongman and Highland Games to be the kind of the strength sports that take the place of CrossFit. In that, if that, in that void that it leaves, I think that'd be kind of cool. They're very fun to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, it's, it's just, cool. 
it's just been really interesting to see where strength sports has gone in the yeah. last few years to where like, like obviously powerlifting has been around for decades. Well, no, yeah. Yeah. And, and we can yeah. admit like CrossFit put a barbell back in people's hands and oh, introduced yeah. people into powerlifting, into ollie-lifting. Most of the current powerlifters and ollie-lifters all started in CrossFit. Um, or oh, a lot of them. So it's mm-hmm. like CrossFit did its service, but I definitely would like to see the truer sports in terms of like, not to call it not a true more, sport. more like barbell strength focused. Yeah. So more, yeah. Like the more direct, like powerlifting, ollie lifting, strongman, highland games. Those are, and mm-hmm. those are like the four main strength sports with tools and not including like wrestling or, you know, anything like that. Um, Cause I know there's a, like the, there's obviously Greco Roman wrestling. There's the stick wrestling. Forget what it's called. Mass wrestling. That's it. Mass wrestling. Which is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a mass wrestling gym here at the strongman gym. That's like 20 minutes away from me. They have a mass team. That's so in, like, it's, it's such an aggressive yeah. sport. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. They're gnarly. <laughs> they're, they're super gnarly. Yeah. It's um, um, odd. Um, odd. Um, Odds Jim. Ode. I'm sorry. Ode. Ode Hogan. Um, fuck up his last name. But it's called the Training Hall. And uh, yeah. So that's that, cool. yeah, they, they're strongman focused and mass wrestling focused. So I've trained there before. But yeah, but it's like you have, but other than that, like just like Highland, strongman, ollie lifting, powerlifting are the kind of four, like, you know, strength focus sports mm-hmm. and um, CrossFit was kind of just like it took on all of those things and then it kind of like threw up everything else yeah like it, plyometrics it, and it, yeah I did it just it spaghettied against the wall a bit you know like don't, don't get me wrong I quite enjoy watching the CrossFit games it's like it was always pretty exciting but I mean that's what got me into Olympic weightlifting like yeah I went through a run of really really being into CrossFit and then I decided, well, I clearly need to learn how to do the Olympic lifts properly. And I never went back after that. Yeah, exactly. Because, I don't know, it's fun. Because like, uh, you know, those sports have such history. There's mm-hmm. such depth of technique and knowledge in them. Programming, competitions. Like, there's so much that, that, that those sports have to offer in such history. Yeah. That once you get ingratiated into them, you're just like, wow, I want to, I want to know more. I want to do more. I want to get stronger. It was a very interesting and fun sport to do. Very challenging, very technically challenging. I can't tell you the amount of times I threw temper tantrums on the platform. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, I mean, ollie lifting is such, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a more than, obviously powerlifting is two dimensional. You squat up and down, you bench up and down, you deadlift up. That's it. You know, mm-hmm. ollie lifting, you just have, you know, you're, you're cleaning your snatch and your uh, clean and jerk, but from the ground, snatching itself into triple extension to overhead, and then clean and jerking, cleaning, squatting it up, jerking it up, all the variations, and just, I mean, just the art of the triple extension and getting under the bar is its own fucking monster. Like, there's really no grinding. Like, you can, you can grind the front squat aspect of a clean, yeah, but you you're not grinding anything else. You can't grind a snatch. 
Yeah, yeah, no one, yeah, no one's gonna, yeah, no, I, for sure. There's no, let's grind through the sticking point of your snatch coming out of the hole. No, 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 no. You're just gonna fall. It takes a lot of finesse. Yeah, and that's really what it is. It's finesse. Like, all the lifting is finesse. And, um, you know, it's, 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 for them, it's like powerlifting, we like seeing grinders, people who, like, grind, like, push, and have grit. Well, all the lifters, they like to see people who make it just look almost too easy. Like yeah, effortless. Yeah, effortless. Like how effortless you know, and weightless did you make the heavy weight look? We don't want to see you grind. If anything, we want to see you just pop it up. Yeah. Like this is a PR. He's never done this weight before by 15, 20 kilos. And like, you know, whoop, it goes up. Like nothing. It's it's beautiful to watch. Like the hook grip videos are some of my favorite videos to watch on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and they do it so well because they show you the lift and then they show you the slow mo of the lift. Yeah. And then they show you the lift one more time, so you can like initial impression, see it in breakdown, mm-hmm. the slow mo, and then now that you've seen the nuances, watch it a full view again to like really appreciate it. So the fact that they do the, that three step um process is so cool yeah it's it's beautiful like i love powerlifting i really love olympic weightlifting too but like powerlifting is gritty and olympic weightlifting is just it's well it's just it's beautiful there's really no other way to put it it's beautiful it's it's like it's like flowers (laughs) yeah yeah and like I love and I, I love watching them. I, I love the hooker videos. I follow them. I love watching them. I mean, I never. I don't really have a want to do it though. Like I know. I know. No, of, it's. Yeah. It's just the respect to the sport. It's yeah, like, exactly. Like I would love to go to a competition. I, I love to watch it during the Olympics. I watch weightlifting mm-hmm. and wrestling. Like those, and those are the two main you know ones that I watch. Um, you know, but yeah, like, yeah, it doesn't because like I know a lot of powerlifters who want to get into auto lifting, or they kind of like start to like, oh, I want to do strongman, and then I want to do auto lifting. Like people just kind of start to get, you know, you know, shiny through that. Yeah, um, which is fine. Like, you know, do whatever you want. Um, but you know, like I. You know, all the lifting only has the two lifts, snatch, clean, and jerk. Now, given they're so complex, you can literally, will spend a lifetime perfecting them. But, yeah. like, that's a little bit, like, I don't know. They're both, they're so similar, you know? So, it's like, uh, you know, you're just, and I fucking hate front squatting. Fucking hate it. I, I used to love it. I mean, like, I had no choice. I, I squatted five days a week yeah like yeah exactly you have to and like you know and obviously like you jerk and you in the overhead snatching really does build your upper body so like all all lifters are really well balanced but like i don't know i've read like olympic weightlifting books or like when i you know just because i love programming so i've I've read the book on chinese olympic weightlifting like their history Mm -hmm. and their methodology i've read other olympic weightlifting books and they're fascinating but then when I like read some of like their training, their programming and like their splits in the days, mm-hmm. like it actually looks more daunting than powerlifting. Cause it is. Cause they like, 
Oh yeah. Yeah, like just you're gonna do, you know, you will do back squat and then you're gonna do overhead squat and then you do overhead press, half presses, and then you're gonna do hand clean. Like there's so many these like little variations that you do to work on things and like there's a lot like there are a lot of little pieces that go into it and like sometimes I look at you know we get our programming from our coaches and and we have different variations and it's not comparable to Olympic weightlifting at all no Olympic weightlifting is truly kind of conjugate the fuck because it's like you'll they just do blocks of different variations and this and that and like Mm -hmm. it's it's a lot it seems like definitely like a lot And and I know people who love it for that reason and yeah it's it's different because going into olympic weightlifting you basically have to forget strength yeah because you know what you're right and i hate that i don't like that (laughs) (laughs) but you have to shut all that off like we go to deadlift and we grip the shit out of that bar we get tense everything changes when you come to olympic weightlifting it's like you you cradle the bar in your hands you don't lock your elbows out everything is loose and really all you're using is your lower body yeah so everything that we know when it comes to grabbing the barbell is different yeah yeah i mean it's i mean that makes sense it's a different sport it's a different approach like you know they just do things differently because it's to a different goal but yeah, you're right. I mean, which is why like a lot of those Olympic weightlifters can squat and deadlift way more. I think they're mm-hmm. like a lot of Olympic weightlifters, if they were to get in powerlifting, would decimate. Oh yeah, just like, their well, lower body strength alone. Yeah, well, like, yeah, the only place they would struggle is bench. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they they could train that because they have the overhead power developed, yeah. so they would just really have to just develop the motor pattern um, and the technique to bench. But they get it. But, but yeah, their squat, I mean, and, you know, they high bar too. So mm-hmm. you fucking give them some knee wraps and have them low bar, they're going to, A, they're going to hit depth for sure. And B, they're going to just, yeah, they're going to decimate. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a different sport when it comes to strength. Um, yeah. But it would be very cool to have an Olympic weightlifter on for sure. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Because it would be cool just to hear their, again, they're taking all this stuff that we're talking about and, you know, like what they think or like, you know, again, maybe they can like clear up how they go about those variations. I don't know. It's just so much cool shit. We got a lot of ideas, clearly. Like we've got ideas for guests coming up. And then the next cool thing is like we're both going to be in prep together. Yeah. So we can expect some uh, prep diaries. Yeah, we're going to do, do the prep diaries. So we'll have mine September 27th, if all goes well. We're going to have yours. Um, November. Shock, which is November 5th. Uh, so it's the weekend Thanks. of November 7th and 8th. And I can eat on the 7th. Thank you. Yeah, November 7th and 8th. You're November 7th. So we'll have, you know, that. And yeah, like you said, doing the diaries, we'll do little shorty episodes, maybe, you know, in, in the end slash beginning of the new blocks to kind of compare. And it's just really cool because we have different takes from different coaches. Yep, between Bridgeford and Scott Miller. So it'd be kind of cool to see how they both kind of direct us and push us. And this will be a big one for you because it'll be your first competition back after really taking almost a year, a year off. off. <laughs> of competition, you know, not yep. training, but competition. 
after you had a really long string of competitions and then of course me you know obviously trying to like push to have a you know you know just to get you know a more you know kind of get myself on the scoreboards a little bit so i can get on damnitationals so i know we'll both be pushing you know be both will be big meets for us and plus yeah. it must be our first meets back since all this shit you know no kidding so yeah yeah i i'm looking i'm really looking forward to this season and i and i really like i don't know i like the you know the rhythm that we've developed the rapport that yeah. we have you know obviously as friends but also just us as partners and i don't know it, it's been I just think it's crazy because yeah. i remember i remember being a guest and yeah. I just, first of all just being like what you you want to talk to me yeah <laughs> yeah and you yeah you like, were a listener and then we became friends and you were a guest and then now you're now you're yeah. so, first Canadian guest and then Alex uh the second Canadian guest and was he the first equipped lifter that you had on I can't I'm sorry I can't he, remember. he was the first like full-time equipped lifter who hasn't like dabbled in it but actually like or doesn't do both I did have Stacia out of okay, Hawaii yes. and she did both but him yeah he was the first like full dedicated equipped lifter mm -hmm. um so you know which was cool and yeah it's just been it's been cool it's crazy you know just you know both of our lives have changed in a year the world has changed in a year the show has evolved the sport has evolved we've evolved as lifters and people so it's just kind of cool to have had that journey together and um yeah i mean fuck I don't like this is kind of the longest running gig I've had. I don't think I've even had. I mean, uh, I was a trainer for a couple of years, but I had side jobs, but I haven't had any other like endeavor or like project that I started that wasn't about like just lifting or other something other physical that's lasting, you know, you know, a year. Well, that's something to be totally proud of then. Like, I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of yeah. you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of actually, I'm proud of myself. Like looking back, you should been, be. Yeah, thinking about it, you know, you know, and then for the, anyone who's like listening like this far, like we actually recorded a completely different episode, and then I realized, oh shit, this is, you know, again, it's a year. I didn't like this is the 50th episode, so we had to talk about that, but I didn't realize we're like, you know, we should, we do need to acknowledge that it's yeah, we need to celebrate that. That Nerdsy Lift has been around for an entire year. Yeah. And then it's funny enough because then this week I did order that new belt. And I was like, I, like I've been wanting a, a new deadlift belt because I don't deadlift well in my lever belt anymore. So I was like, no, I want a Pioneer cut. Like, so I can maybe get a little bit. I want it to be a 10 millimeter instead of 13 millimeter. Then I wanted to have that Pioneer cut. And I actually have been struggling. Like, well, what do I want? Maybe I get a plain one or do I actually want it to say something? Cause my belt I have now is really special to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I finally was like, well, I should maybe look at getting it. And then I just like, I, oh, I just need to put nerds who lift. Like why? Like that's the right thing to put on. on my exactly. And I just didn't think about it before. I was like, Oh, duh. And so I ordered that literally <laughs> I think like Monday night. And then again, realizing that this week is a year anniversary 
So I think I, I kind of like subconsciously kind of got myself a year anniversary gift. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty damn good gift. Like yeah, yeah, pioneer yeah. belts are the yeah. best. Oh yeah, it's I've bad. had mine like, since 2015. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love mine because my other one's my pioneer, my lever belt is. But in, yeah, you know. So, but like, I'm pretty excited because it's it's black suede with black edging, a black buckle, and then turquoise, the turquoise blue letters. You know, like our logo of Nerds Who Lift. So, a little, probably a little slightly different shade, but you know, just simple, badass. Yeah. You know, I think I got black stitching too. So like, it's just like it's just like murked out and with the you know with the bright you know turquoise blue letters. I think that'll, it'll yeah, look cool. That'll, that'll be sick. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, me too. Because that's the thing. Like, I I know I've needed a new belt for deadlifting because it throws off my position. Now, the lever is like the 13 millimeter thickness plus the lever itself. Yeah, it just wasn't working. Works great for my squat still. Like, the stability yeah. I get in the squat wasn't carrying over to my pull. And I felt the difference during the mock meet. And obviously, I was fried, but like it really kind of fucked me up so i think yeah having a 10 millimeter belt and then having the pioneer cut so i can really get it just right to however my weight fluctuation is of the day right. um, and it'd be thinner so i can just have more room i think we'll i, don't know, I think we'll pay off yeah I, mine's a 10 millimeter and i i really like the flexibility of the 10 belts and yeah. I mean, obviously I'm a smaller person than you, but like it's, it works for both my squat and my deadlift. I don't even feel it when I'm deadlifting. Yeah. And that's how, yeah, that's how it should be. Like my, my lever belt is, I love to death. I love that belt and it served me so well. And it still feels so good on a squat. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, it's perfect for my squat and how I brace. Um, wouldn't change it. But yeah, the deadlift, especially now with sumo, especially just the different positioning and everything, it de I definitely need more flexibility and more room. Yeah. Because even even like Scott was like, well, you may you either need to get like a thinner belt or you go beltless. Since I was like doing better beltless than when I put on the belt. You know. Yeah, so. and that's that's a very common issue for lifters when it comes to the deadlift. Yeah. So, so I'm super excited for you. Me too. No, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, the, however, it definitely will be here in time to train with it for prep and then use it in the meet. So that's, mm -hmm. yeah, that's exciting. It'll probably will get here even before I even start. Scott wants me to belt up. So I really will have time to break it in, use it. And um, yeah, so that's exciting. That'll be cool. Well, we got some cool things coming up, so I'm very excited for both of us. Me too. Uh, yeah. And I'm so glad that we've, like I said, and I've said it before, but I, I'm so glad that we're doing it together. You know, us as friends that I've had you on, you know, and you did, you know, you really did save the show. Cause I, you know, from my life. No. I mean, no. I, I might've pulled something out of my ass at some point, but I didn't know when. And, you know, and, but it really, having you to kind of help pull me especially in, when i've had my low days or when i'm behind um you know and then just that like just that extra you know the other guests i mean most of the guests from last season were all you like actually all of them except for like two 
um, you know, or, you know, or your friends that you pulled and, you know, I'm just, I'm so thankful you know, mm -hmm. for you. Stop. <laughs> and you've been such a, I, I mean, you've been such a good friend. Like we've become such close friends and like, I just, you know, you're just one of the people who like, when I need someone, I just know to reach out to you, you know? And so, and so just having you not just on the show, but just in my corner and having us together has been special. And I really don't know where I'd be this year, you know, without, you know, just having you around sometimes. Well, the feeling is very, very mutual. Um, you know, we, it, it goes back to like, you know, the internet can be used for good things. And you've been there for me during some pretty crappy times. I mean, you know, yeah. we've both been through some shitty times together. And like, I would have never imagined that I would have this friend across the border that, you know, I've never met in person, but you're absolutely one of my very best friends. And I'm very grateful to have you in my corner. Yeah. There's just, there's few people who actually will check on me, you know, and you've always done that, you know, and obviously I, you know, I check on you too, or, yeah. you know, have that. So, yeah. So it's just, it's cool again, what this show in the year has brought me more, you know, the sport of powerlifting has done a lot of good for my life. Yeah. And then it then in turn gave me a show, which then further gave me more people in my life. And yeah, it really all traces back to fighting the sport and then creating a show like kind of out of it. And since then, you know, my, it's, my life has just been rich with such cool people. Yeah. That's no, pretty I, have, uh, I was just saying this the other day, like I've never had a very like a serious and a solid group of friends until like the last year or two of my life like not just like friendship with you but but misfit everybody a part of misfit like yeah i've never had a group of friends like that that i know have my back that i would do anything for them and they would also do anything for me i've never had that until now and powerlifting brought that all to me so it's like the sport is amazing and I oh. want to get more people into it. And I just love watching it grow. And I love watching all the new lifters become a part of it. And I just, I want to like bleed the community onto them. It's like, this yeah. is how amazing it is. Yeah. You know, if, if anything, I hope that like our show does together is maybe that we do that. You know, it's like Coach's Corner, they give, you know, like their knowledge of lifting and programming and, you know, ritual podcasts their you know their thing is they're really motivational and like mindset and like they just they talk about really cool things um and then bama is just fucking bama <laughs> being <laughs> who she is <laughs> which is amazing um and i love her but hopefully maybe we you know our our niche is that people kind of get a sense of what the community is like just on a friend level and like the support yeah. of each other and who you can find and learn from and just who can enrich your life through, um, you know, so maybe. I, I totally agree. I think that is a great way to uh, look at the podcast and kind of the route that we want to take it in and we want to continue to grow it in is it's, we just want it to be welcoming for everyone of all levels because the sport is welcoming to everyone of all levels and it can do wonderful things for you. Yeah, you can just find some of the best friends you've ever had and watch yourself 
grow and do things you've never done and have experiences that change you. Mm-hmm. you know? And that's all through a sport where we just squat, bench, and deadlift and <laughs> slap each other, sniff ammonia, bondage each other up, you know, uh, gummy yeah. candies. <laughs> and, you know, listen to heavy metal or country, whatever. <laughs> whatever works whatever gets yamped up i have a friend yeah. that likes to listen to taylor swift when he lifts don't wait come again <laughs> yeah yeah he he's he's very uh comfortable listening to taylor swift when he trains breaks out a little tay tay a little tea swizzle before he <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh tay tay <laughs> but yeah oh. we're, we're all individuals but we we're all very much the same in many ways. Yeah. And that's what brings us together. Yep. You know, and I know all sports are supposed to do that, mm-hmm. but I still maintain that our sport does it differently than any other sport. I agree. Really? Yeah. So. I mean, like Olympic weightlifting for two years and I, I felt super ostracized. So yeah, like, I, I, I love the sport and I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking the community that it's just different. They're the jocks. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like the preppy kids. Yeah, all lifting is the preppy kids, the jocks. Um, Strongman is the the football team and the wrestling team. <laughs> yeah. And powerlifting are the punk and goth kids who <laughs> who hang out at the track or in the acting room. <laughs> That's what we are. Yep. But. You know, actually, I think misfit are the most perfect examples of that. We are misfits. Oh, absolutely. They, they, misfit powerlifting, I think, is one of the most quintessential, like, examples of a powerlifting power community. Yeah. Like, I mean, Scott's, you know, gym and company Stronghouse, I, they do, they actually are that, like, as they are when mm-hmm. you know them and everything. But, like, obviously, Stronghouse, like, you can't really tell that just of the name. But once you get to know them and... The, you know, the company and the guys behind it, Scott, Eric, and Tanner. Um, but, yeah, but uh, Misfit, I mean, from the, just the name, it's like, yeah, that's, that's, that, they really power are. Lifting. They're powerlifting yeah. in, in, a, in a nutshell. They really yeah, are. We're all, a bunch, we're all a bunch of misfits. We're all, we're all like the black sheep of some sort. We yeah. all march to the beat of our own drum. Yep. We, or we waddle. To the beat of our own drum, really. <laughs> it depends on how much you weigh. Yeah. Or just, <laughs> I mean, at, at one point, you'll, when we finally get to see each other in person and live together, you'll know that I, I actually waddle. Like, that's how I walk. Oh, my God. So do I. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My hips are fucked up from year. So I have, like, this extra space in my, in my hip socket. Like, I've actually like, seen the x-ray. And then on top of that, being super flexible from years of martial arts, my legs want to swing outwards and in as opposed to like forward and back. And so if I don't consciously correct it, I just waddle. Yeah. And so like when I have wraps on, it's not that hard to walk for me because I just walk. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't bend my knees as well, but I walk normally. <laughs> so. I just like, do you walk, I just get asked, do you walk that way because you're trying to avoid your legs from touching? It's like, oh, this is just how I walk. Yeah, no, I haven't got that one. 
was like, I mean, fuck a thigh gap. I don't want, I, I like, I don't want no thigh gap. I want my quads to fucking, I always want them big. But, um, but no, I just waddle. I, I get asked, I'm like, are you sore? Does your ass hurt? Yeah. <laughs> like, I uh-huh. mean, maybe I'm sore, but, may, but mostly I just, I'm just this way. So when you get to like 250 plus, it's, it's just like that natural, like you just waddle. Right. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever be that big. I'm, I'm going to be happy to stay in the two twenties as like a maximum, like frame building. Yeah. You got to find a place that's really comfortable for you because everybody thinks like add mass and get strong and yeah. Okay. To like some extent, but like you're going to get to a point where you're actually very uncomfortable and your performance is going to be hindered because of your size. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like in your health, your health yeah. can potentially be hindered because of your size, you know? So like, cause like weight is good. Muscle is good. But if that weight is not sitting healthily on you, mm-hmm. that's, there's problems. And then if you're on, and if you're, you know, you have drugs in your system too, that's extra strain. So it's like, you have to find, yeah, like you said, the right spot for your body, you know, for your performance goals and for your yeah. health, for the longevity. And like for my frame, I think I'll be able to be a comfortable 220 in the, mm-hmm. well, at least in the 100 kilo class um, and like build on that. Like in the long term, like I won't be good. I won't be strong enough to be good for a, uh, for a good while in that 100 kilo weight class because right. I mean, you have, Yuri and Jamal and these monsters, but that's a, a class that I can fill out and build into, yeah, um, and create a career out of. I'm yeah. the same with one being in the 165s. I I can't really see myself going up. Like I've been comfortable walking around at like 167 to 170. 170 is getting up there. I know when I'm feeling like lethargic. Yeah. Um, but that's like a very comfortable place for me to hang out and to still make weight. Um, So like the past six, almost seven months now or so, maybe coming up eight, I guess, seven months, I've definitely filled out my weight class. Cause last year I was like 155, 157, pretty small for the weight class. And we, we filled it out. Yeah. So where are you right now? um, so I stepped, stepped on the scale today at 166. Oh, nice. So I definitely put on a fair amount of mass, but my body composition has changed a lot and lot. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say you. I think you you look you look leaner yet more filled like more like you look stronger yet but leaner from when I first when we first met. Yeah, like I definitely look back at pictures and I don't have. Like I grew a lot, but at the yeah, same no, you time, look, I, I, you know, you, you've got an extra C, an extra C in your thickness for sure, but you don't look, <laughs> I don't know, but you, but like you look strong, but, but you don't look like, you don't look pudgy. No, between like the training from Chris and then working with Paul and nutrition, I've definitely put on a fair amount of good size, like yeah. definitely in my arms and my back, um, my chest is filled out a lot too. So yeah. It's sometimes like that weight definitely can get to you, but your, your um, shoulders what, when and I, your traps have gotten wider too. 
and that I don't mind. I don't mind getting bigger as long as it's the right way, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've gotten wider laterally. <laughs> I'm more broad. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're not getting taller, but you're definitely getting Yeah. They're small. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, you're a small person. So there's there's a lot there's a lot of thickness here. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, no, like I I stepped on the scale today after the gym, and I was at two hundred two point six point three. Well, at least you're like maintaining that. over two hundred, though. Yeah, but like I'm also holding more more fat on my side. Only my sides. Only my goddamn hips. That's just where you're predisposed to it. Which fucking sucks. hate fucking it. Fucking genetics. Gonna take, I'm gonna take a fucking cheese grater to it at some point. <laughs> like it's not even like because if it was like evenly dispersed, I'd be a little bit more like whatever. But instead, I'm just like mm, I look like a pear. <laughs> that doesn't help. My friend Alex called me fat today, and I was like, well, I saw that. What the like, hell? Like fuck you, Alex. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, but it's like that's the only place, only place I have fat is just like my hips and like a little bit on my lower abs, but mostly on my fucking hips. Nowhere else, not my chest, not my legs, not my ass. Man, maybe a little bit of my ass, but not really. But like, I mean, this. I mean, it's I, it's just weird. It'll come off though with being um, back in the gym, like the higher activity level. (sighs) You've been training in your garage mostly for the last three months, but like that stuff takes time. Yeah, no, no, it does. But no, but like, no, I got, no, no, it it does. And I I know that. Plus like, I want to put on the weight. So I know that comes with it. Like, I know that. He just called me fat. And I just was very pissed. I was like, fuck you, Alex. That but no, is I, uncalled for. It was. But no, I mean, I, so I actually started um, taking HGH fragment peptides. Okay. Took, um, it was like a week and a half ago I started, or I did like kind of a low every other day kind of thing. And frag helps with your, I forget the name, the lipo, the special name, but essentially it's your, your fat conversion. Yeah. Is HGH, I don't know, do you know about HGH frag? Not so much. I just, I just take HDH. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, bougie. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. So HDH frag peptide, the fragment, obviously it's, is, as it says, it's a fragment of HDH and it's, the, it's like the precursor. So your, it, your body can pull, helps pull your fat, the cells that you need fat to make your own HDH. So you're essentially, okay. you're, you're just putting in, instead of straight HGH, you're putting in more of the base building blocks to pull your fat to make more of your own HGH. Interesting. As a peptide. So it's just, it's literally the H, it's called HGH fragment 171, something like that is the number. But it's hmm. that little, like, little of the fragment, and then your body will add the other parts to make the whole hormone. And That's interesting. But yeah, but it you lean out a lot because mm-hmm. it's, it supercharges, again, your... I mean, lipids are the base of hormones. Right. So it supercharges the pull of your the your lipid storage to trip to convert into hormones by giving okay. it, by giving it that instead of just straight HDH or straight other hormone. Right. Um, 
So I did it just kind of as like a, a, like a light a little bit to kind of like see how my body reacted, um, reacted good, um, definitely. And so I got another round of it and I'm gonna do the more like, not intense, instead of doing like every other day or every two days, I'm gonna do daily, um, but it doesn't last very long. It's like a seven or eight day supply that you right. do. So if you wanna do like a full 21 days, you need like multiple vials, or you can just take it through for like the next seven or eight days. It makes like a nice little like supercharge to do. So especially if since I'm more in like volume right now for programming, um, and then I'm, I have added more. So like today I did like 15 minutes of biking after my legs. So I did my pulls. Yeah, so I did my pulls, my backed offs, did my couple accessories, and then I finished off with some nice little like moderate to high 15 minutes worth of biking. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just kind of do that and, you know, see what, see the, what that, yeah, see, what, see what that does. Yeah. See what that does. Well, yeah. I, I just started my cycles of, uh, Anabar and, uh, I've, I've been on growth all year. Um, that's something that's consistent. And then LGD 4033. So like Andrel. Sarm. I started that as well. Nice. Nice. So, so you so you have so VAR, HGH, and the uh, LGD? Yes. Nice. Yeah, nice. and the LGD doesn't it doesn't pass to the liver. So um combining it with Anabar isn't very dangerous. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Not not non-hepatoxic, and then have the HGH no. on top of it. So it's so far, it's been good. Um, it's a very mild dose for the LGD. Um, it's one of the only terms that has actually made it to human trials. Um, right, I remember and I'm just about like, that. yeah, I'm. I'm starting to now really feel the impact of it. Like I'm starting to feel stronger, um, a lot yeah. harder. Um, like yeah, I, I know remember, what Anavar feels like, and this feels different. Much more. Yeah, I, yes. I remember. Yeah, I remember when you started it. The first you said you you had you think of squats, and you said your quads got like super pumped. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that that was that was insane. And now it's like I feel it in my upper body all the time. Yeah. So. No, that's awesome. It, should, it definitely has like makes sense the fact that you've gotten wider. I mean, your bench, your upper body. You're, you have a solid upper body strength in general, naturally, but on top of that has, has done that. Yeah, right now I'm just, I'm only cruising at like um, about 230 to 250 milligrams um, a week of okay. uh, sus Sustanon, yep. which I started and I, I like much better. I was on Ethanate for the longest time. That was my first one, but uh, Sustanon is a lot, feels a lot better because it has a nice mix of the mm -hmm. like fast esters to long esters. Right. Um, yeah, feels really, that feels really good and it has been really nice. So just doing like 230 to 250 a week with that. And when, once we get to, um, once we get to about, I think 12 weeks out or so, yeah. So once we get to 12 weeks out, I'll switch to super sussed. Sustanon, yeah. which is just an addition of um, no ester, fast ester, long ester. 
um, Masteron and MPP. MPP. Yeah. So that'll be cool to have. And I really liked MPP and Masteron. I just took it on my mock meet mm-hmm. and I really liked the combination. Um, and so I think the Super Sustanon with the MPP and the, Sus- and the Masteron on, um, on my training days, it's pretty low. Like it's like those two are only going to be 100 milligrams each a week. No, 200 for Masteron, 100 for MPP a week. So very small little doses that yeah. about, but they're all faster testers. Um, so I'm excited to see what a full cycle and prep like training cycle with those fast esters, what that does. Right. Yeah. I think nice. probably when I get to about 12 weeks, I'll increase my anivar dose from 10 to 20 leading into Eat. the competition. Yeah. And uh, I'm thinking, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll increase my HDH as well a little bit, um, but I'll definitely keep like um, LGD where it's at. It's, it can be very, well, I don't want facial hair. <laughs> so uh, the viralization effects can, can be quite high if I go over the dose that I'm taking. Yeah. Um, and I'm considering doing Halo about two or three weeks out. See, I, I've actually also considered that for the same, two or three weeks out or a month out. Yeah. I've considered getting some Halo because everyone has said that the Halo testing is really good if you know how to use it. Yeah. And since and, it's only uh, a day. Yeah. Yeah. It only, la- la- only lasts for, it's like, I think it lasts for like eight hours. Eight hours. Something like that. Yeah. And so, then on competition day, I, I always do check drops. You do what? Check. Check drops. What's that? So it's, they used to give it to dogs to put them in heat. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it, it's a very, it's a very, very strong, very strong steroid. Um, and you, women should only take it on meat day, in my opinion. Right. Um, you notice it like immediately. Um, I would take it about 30 minutes before stop hopping on the platform and it impacts people differently. Sometimes you'll get, um, really aggressive or your energy just spikes and weight feels effortless. Nice. So it's called check drops. Yeah. You can get it in liquid form. I take it in tablet form. Um, what's, do you know, what's the like chemical name? What's like compound name of it? Off the top of my head. I'm sorry. I do not get your shit together. I I know. I How do you should. not know what it is you take? I'm <laughs> just like, give me check drops. <laughs> it's like candy. Because like, like you said that, I'm like, do, I don't know what that is. Like, do I know what the compound is by its name? Like, maybe? Like, I don't Oh, yeah, off the top of my head. I'm sorry, I don't. No, it's okay. No, but I'm curious. So like now I, so like, please, like find out for me. Because now I want to, now I want to know. Because I was, oh, yeah. I, I was, again, I was considering Halo for the last month and meet day um and like in like using the, like using them on like the last month like using it for like my heavier my heavier days yeah and for me but um but who no, knows check drop it, is definitely a meat day thing and like you will notice it right away yeah and so maybe that would be cool to check and i can always ask you know ask around and see because like i like i know like the kind of the coach that i go to it's not scott um for 
for you know for the PEDs, like it's his field of study. Like he's mm-hmm. taking classes in pharmacology for them. So he's okay. a he's a whiz when it comes to all those. So that's why I asked what the compound was so I can find out. And who know? And like he he's only switched me to faster esters considering my blood type. Yes. Um, and he was right, and everything he's you know steered me towards and talked about has all felt very much better in comparison better. to what I was doing. So that's really cool. Um, but yeah, so like it'd be cool to kind of to have options uh, be- between, you know, for like meet day fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool. All right. Um, you know, that's another conversation we can have in another episode talking about PDs. It's actually something we want to talk to Chris about. Um, yeah. So that'll yeah. be interesting. Yeah. So I messaged him. He saw my message. So hopefully we can. He didn't Chris respond. is busy with his new girlfriend. Yes, he is. <laughs> and we are very happy for them because they're very. We are very cute. happy for Chris. Yes, we're very happy for because they're very cute and they seem really good together. But I want some Chris time. So. <laughs> Yeah. Morning. Uh, All right. Well, I think that's a good a good wrap up for everything for fucking one year anniversary show episode fifty. That's cr- congratulations. Thank you know, you. I, congratulations. I've only been a part of it for a little bit. No, not to me. This is this is all you. You brought I mean, this. Six to... months. We started in January. No. Oh God. No. February. No. February. No, we started March. after COVID. It's not even been six months. It's been like four. Okay, well, it seems longer. Well, you've been a part well, of it since initial beginning. So. But I'm congratulating you because I oh, wouldn't thanks. be here if it wasn't for you anyways. So. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I did something right, sort of. So. <laughs> and here's to another year. Yeah, here's to another year. So hopefully next June 19th we can have – second anniversary yes that'd be cool yeah i look forward to that all right all right well i love you thank you for everything and um yeah till next time say bye to everyone at home bye bye Thank you.